0: Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 25 to 30 minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, maybe it's emotions from a loss, or life is just showing you one more curveball than you were expecting. I'm so glad you're here. Today, you're going to be blown away by the wisdom and, and the experience of my guest, Jeremy Weintraub. Jeremy recently celebrated 23 years of sobriety, and you'll hear more about that in a minute. It's always great to have you, have people like you joining this live broadcast, literally from coast to coast here in North America, or at last count, I believe we were we had listeners signing on from 35 countries around the globe. So thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. Depending on what platform you're listening or watching this on, if there's a subscribe button, please hit subscribe. If there's an area for you to leave a comment, uh, we very much appreciate the comments that you leave and the feedback that you offer. Please also share this. If if you happen to be on our Facebook page, please feel free to share this. For more information on what that has me doing, You can go to my website, randymortensen.com. That's Randy, last name Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N.com. Later in the show, I will talk more about the 21-point assessment. That's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. Let's sign on and hear some words of, of wisdom from my guest, Jeremy. Okay. Well, welcome, jeremy uh to to the courageous recovery broadcast and anybody who's listened to the show more than once knows that my usual first question is what is it that you know today that you wish your 22 year old self would have known
1: uh it is a great question and thank you for having me uh yeah truly sort of blessed and an honor to be able to even be asked to do something like this um you know there's a lot of life lessons that i've picked up along the way you know i i think one is especially back then you know my my vision for what success was it was wildly different than what it means to me today <laughs> right um the things that i i valued the wants that i had were so rooted in pride and ego and you know instinctual once right like it was it was a lot of it was about vanity or lust or you know things like that that i thought would make me appear to be more of a a man or you know something right a stature but uh what i didn't know is that the things that would be absolutely the most meaningful to me and bring me the most joy were were things that just there's no shortcuts for right that it that they are deep relationships with other human beings it's it's leading a life with integrity that it's feeling good about the way that i treat people so that i can put my head on the pillow and fall asleep quickly and easily you know and uh and that there's no real shortcuts to anything in life right like i was often looking for you know the shortcut to success or the fast path or who i knew or something you know but that that most things in life that are worth having require a lot of hard work and and right. sometimes that work is inner work right and and right. uh you know and and that can come in the forms of all sorts of things but that's that would have saved me a lot of heartache um but i think self compassion is part of it too and, and I don't know that it, you know, I, I think I had to go down exactly the path I went down. So uh n- no, no real regrets either.
0: Well, in those, those are brilliant words of wisdom, for sure, for sure. So thank you for sharing that. Where where did the journey begin? What what was what was there in in your youth? I mean, you got you got clean and sober at age twenty two. Uh so kudos to you for 23 years uh now and and so what how did the journey begin where where did the darkness start and share yeah. a little bit of that if you would please
1: Yeah I don't know I mean I, it, it meaning I don't know where exactly it came from some of us have real some of us went through hell as kids you know and and um you know the the need the visceral need to find escape and safety, you know, from those, those upbringings, it makes sense. That wasn't the case for me, right? Like I, I was blessed with two loving parents and they did the best they could and they divorced young, which is not easy. Young for me, right? Like I was seven years old. Um, But as far as divorces go, it was pretty darn amicable. And, you know, but I, I, I think there is even in a loving home situation like that, there's a certain amount of trauma when your home gets ripped apart like that. Right. Like I I remember for years wanting, wishing that I could just have a family again. Um, and, and, you know, I think as a young person, I adopted a lot of the stress and pain that my parents were going through at that phase of life. Um, and then, you know, shortly thereafter, my dad developed a terminal illness and I spent most of my adolescence with him being pretty sick. And uh, he almost died when I was in high school and ended up dying when I was 19. Oh, um, wow. And, you know, I, and, and I started, though, you know, I, I never thought I was going to be a problem child, right? Like I was doing well in school. I love my parents, you know, like I, I didn't get in a lot of trouble or anything. Um, I played a ton of sports. And at about age 13 is when I started like drinking and smoking pot. And, uh, and very quickly it became the best thing in my life. <laughs> you know, like it, it, the thing that I wanted to do the most of, but that, that brought me to a path where like my first treatment center was when I was 16 years old. Um, and I spent the next 60 years going in and out of programs and, um, wanting to be sober, but you know, one foot in, one foot out. And, uh, And it, you know, that's, that's eventually like when, you know, when I was 22 years old is where it it really sort of stuck. But, but at that point it had ceased to be a choice. You know, it it didn't feel like much of a choice. There was no, there's, you know, I, I was, I was 22 years old and I was envious of, uh, anyone who I deemed as like getting sober when they were in their thirties or forties or fifties, I was like, man, you got so a whole decade or three more than me. Like I would do anything to have that. Um, because I couldn't, I just couldn't manage it. You know, like I, I, there was no, there was no really holding down school or a job or anything. Like I would, I was the kind of person who the wheels quickly fell off. And, uh, and, and for me, you know, I, I arrived at that point where I, I just, I truly couldn't imagine life with or without it. So my choices seemed pretty bleak.
0: <laughs> uh, I we we have so much in common because I I've my my dad my dad actually died when I was twenty one mm. and um never saw my dad drunk. My mom is is eighty nine today and just awesome parents. So similar to like you were saying, I, there was there was no family history for me of of you know alcoholism at all. Yeah. So I thought, why me? Right. Uh, why me? You know, and I actually had my first beer at 13, and then it got pretty slippery. Um, I I was in small town America, so I was able to you know kind of thrive despite my drinking on the weekends, basically. But uh, I think you'll agree that my guest today, Jeremy, is is just a, a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. As, as far as the methodology and, and just the mindset that he has had to gain the 23 years of sobriety that he has to date. So just a couple of things here as we take a, a quick break from the interview. Next month, I'm actually beginning another eight-week program that I call the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. We use Zoom technology to do a weekly 90-minute meeting where the first 30 minutes – is teaching. And there are three phases to the program. Phase one is evaluate. And that's where the 21 point uh, assessment at Rainymortensen.com uh is the initial step in the evaluate phase. Uh, you can go there and and do answer the questions and it will tell you or a loved one, uh, whether you're struggling with a mild, moderate or severe case of, of substance abuse or Maybe it's pornography or gambling or an eating disorder. It doesn't matter. Um, the phase, first phase of, of the eight week cohort program is evaluate phase two is equip. And then the third phase is now that you've figured out how to change that lifestyle. That's been, you know, really challenging you and, and your loved ones. Now you have the opportunity to, to really enjoy the new you. So, Again, it's uh, it's RandyMortensen.com. And if it's easier for you, just send me a text message that that uh, would be accomplished by sending a text uh, of CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. And again, to see if you qualify, do the 21-point assessment. I'm doing a 50% off to all, any anyone that mentions the life the Lifestyle Champion Cohort, uh, or the Courageous Recovery Podcast, when you're signing up, uh, you're entitled to a 50% discount. So without further ado, let's go back to the interview with Jeremy Weintraub. And (laughs) one one thing that you've written in in the notes says, it turns out that desperation is a gift. Mm, Yeah. You don't know that at the time, though,
1: do you? No, right. no. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And I, I can sort of explain that, right? Like desperation and willingness both being a gift, right? Because there's, I agree. there's lots of times, you know, and I believe that the two of those coming together on the same day, the same time is, is, uh, a miracle or grace or whatever you want to call it. Right. But like, right, right. um, there's a lot of times that where people you know, it's, it's someone who's suffering from some sort of addiction. You know, where, where they feel desperate, but there's 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 no willingness to actually go out and ask for help. And there's other times where maybe they're willing, but there's they're only kind of checking it out, and that feeling of true desperation isn't there. Um, but when you have those, you're you're really willing to try something new and have a new perspective. And uh, and that that helped me immensely, right? To to admit maybe I'm not the best at figuring out how to, you know, manage my own life. So what other ideas are out there?
0: Well, and, and what, what I, what I say in, in speaking or in teaching is, is and you this. it's, it's one thing to be willing, which is great. We need to, we need to have that willingness, but what's more challenging is we need to be obedient also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so if obedience doesn't follow willingness, it's, it's, it's probably not going to work basically. Yeah. And, and then like you just said, and, and you've got, you know, you, you, you tout that you've been in AA rooms and, and so on. What, what we both know is, is that that first step is yeah. my life, you know, I'm, I'm out of control and my life's unmanageable. And yeah. that's where that's the, that. And that's where mindset really comes into play. And. There's a ton of family members that want to help, but they don't know how there's, right. there's other mentors and friends, but until you, you come across that guardian angel, so to speak, that says, I know how you feel. I used to feel exactly the same way, but here's what I did. Here's the path I've gone down and here's who I am today. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, you've, you figured out a whole bunch of one day at a times for sure. Yeah. So, so what would you say and, and congrats on having an awesome wife and three kiddos and, you know, just family members that have loved you to, to be the, the guy who you are today. So as, as we're, you know, wrapping up here, what would you say to that mom or dad that has that 16 year old son? that's really trying to do everything he can to, to, to be the son that you want him to be, but he's just battling. What would you say to encourage that mom or dad of that
1: 16 year old son? Well, by the time someone's 16, it can be hard because things are, things can be late already. Right. I mean, I think as kids, I think to the extent, and, and if you, if you have this sort of sway with your 16 year old, it's great. I you know, we are so influenced by people that are around us, right? So I think the more that we can fill up our kids' lives and our own lives for that matter with positive influences um it's it's really helpful right and that and that could be sleep away camp or just sports or activities or any of that kind of stuff um uh, but aside from that i think I think honestly the single biggest thing is feeling like your own life matters. And and being able to have a conversation of of do you feel like your life matters right like do you feel like this is the the life you want to be living not a judgment on what they're doing but just like do you you know my, my loved one my child feel like this is what you know y- your best life looks like right right and, yeah you know, yeah um, yeah
0: those are great words and and yeah. and as we sign off I I, I just want to say thank you. Please well, do have have a great weekend. Okay, thank you. Bye. You too. Bye. So just a, a quick wrap up here after very brief but an awesome guest, and I'll definitely have Jeremy back on on a another show in the future. But I just want to mention a couple of things. What what just breaks my heart is the fact that the. Overdose death rate in the United States for 2021, we actually lost 107,622 people to overdose. This is costing us about $800 billion annually in our American economy. That 107,622, if you do the math, that's 295 overdose deaths per day. It's actually increased as we're more than halfway through 2022, but I don't know the exact numbers, if you know someone who's struggling today, or maybe you're that person who's battling compulsive and destructive behavior, please don't wait another day to seek help. You can call my office number. That's 321-757-HOPE, 321-757-HOPE, or call someone you know and trust. Those who are dying, those 107,622 people who are dying, are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of somebody who loves them. Today's the day. Please don't wait another day. Again, if it's easier for you to send me a text message, go ahead and do that. Text champion to 66866. That's champion to 66866. So here's a question to ask yourself Does my lifestyle reflect what I believe? Does my lifestyle reflect what I believe? There are two kinds of people, givers and takers. And I want to encourage you with this make your life a mission not an intermission. Make your life a mission, not an intermission. I do hope you find this information helpful today. You can look for the replay. This will be available on the usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and, and many others. I also want to thank my brilliant executive producer, Ludia, for the great work that she does in, in editing and, and really pulling this content all together. So as we sign off, I just want to say to you, have a blessed day and be extraordinary today.